to our 2020-30 podcast. I'm happy that you are listening to us. I am Magdalena and sitting here together with Max Gilgman. We are both the founders of Studio MMO4 and running the 2020-30, the Berlin Fashion Summit. And this is our newest episode and we're very happy to introduce you to topics and speakers from our last edition of the 2020-30 Summit which just happened in September 2022 in Berlin in the Colosseum, this lovely location where we finally had our physical audience back together with us and our speakers and other networks. Yeah, that was really nice. But let's um, introduce our first speaker today. It's Professor Dr. Michael Braungart. He actually opened the conference as well with his speech. And what I really found interesting and why we also invited him to talk is his perspective, his change of perspective, that we are not talking about negative impact, but positive impact, that we need to or should maybe um, change our view on how we live on this earth and how we can actually be beneficial for this earth and not uh, like doing harm only and uh, focusing on all our negative impacts. Yeah, I think it's a very important perspective because, I mean, otherwise one could also just become mad with all this kind of pressure out there. But we all know that also from a psychology point of view, it doesn't help to just present facts on crises, but it really helps to have positive visions. And I think Michael is like really a good example on, on how to do that in many different ways. And he's doing this for so many years already and obviously has some solid series behind his ideas um, on, on yeah, how to work in more circular systems. But I think, yeah, with his opening speech this time, he also went beyond that. Yeah, I mean, I also like that he always uh, stresses the example of the biomass of ants, which is much higher than the one of humans, and they are not doing any harm to the earth. So this is, uh, and he states that uh, humans are just stupid. So we need to change our way of thinking and living on this earth to be actually beneficial and having a positive impact like ants, for example. Yeah, well, making, thinking that people are stupid, obviously, is not the most uh, positive, uh, maybe note always, but also not that wrong. I mean, I feel stupid sometimes myself when doing things. And obviously, there's so many ambivalences in, in all of this game. So, yeah, noticing that some of our own actions might be a bit stupid compared to the knowledge that we have is actually maybe not a bad idea. And and still, like, looking into the positive side, like, yes, that we could create systems that actually are beneficial to us, ourselves, to our neighbors, to our friends, to our environment in all these different senses. Um, I think it's, yeah, it is where we have to go, especially with the fashion industry. Yeah, that's true. And this is also one of the key words why we're actually sitting here and also invited him. I mean, he's a chemist, so he actually is working in other fields, but he invented the cradle to cradle idea and the idea of using waste as new materials and put it in circular systems. So why is also the fashion industry so important? Well, I mean, he also touches on that in a few different ways. Obviously, his idea of cradle to cradle is not exclusive to textiles, it's also to other materials. But if you look at fashion, and that's also, I think, one of the reasons why he has been focused a lot on textiles and, and why we're always happy to have him back, is that the fashion industry itself is so enormously inefficient. 
And this, it had like so little innovation in terms of efficiency in, in, in like production systems, etc. But at the same time, it means that there's this huge potential for making it more efficient and making it way more sustainable. So actually, the fashion industry touches on nearly all the problems that we have as humanities. But it's not that complex. One could fix a lot of them quite easily. So I think this is one of these perspectives why it makes sense to go into the fashion and textiles industry. And then obviously the second really important part from, from I think our joint perspective also really is that the fashion industry touches every people's life Uh, the lifestyles and, and, and the everyday kind of consume decisions, etc. It, it's, it's the marketing machine. So in that sense, um, fashion is also indirectly very influential, not just on people, also on other consumer goods industries. Fashion sets trends also for other products. So that's maybe the third aspect, which is overlooked here and there, that fashion is so very influential on, on what is being produced in this world in any way, because it's setting trends for other industries too. And then I think last but really not least, um, and that's also where, where Braungart, um, I think, uh, will agree a lot, um, it's the textile part of the fashion industry or the connection between fashion and textiles. And textiles itself have such an important role in making products, also like huge products like airplanes or, or cars or, or like buildings more sustainable through the way, through using textile technology, like knitting, knitting technologies, weaving technologies with different materials, but also by using textiles to create lightweight structures that will save fuel, that will save heating, etc. So a range really of important topics, I think, why it makes sense to focus on sustainability in the fashion industry. And I think probably the communication power of the fashion is also underestimated in one or the other way. I think uh, like the fashion industry or fashion itself is, has such a big power in communication, also influencing people's minds and how they're thinking, how they consume and how they live in the end. Lifestyles is also uh, influenced by the fashion. But now we are actually talking a lot about like the fashion industry and the influence of the fashion industry and why we invited uh, Michael Braungart for his speech. But why not listen to him directly? Let's go. So yeah, the first block, the first topic for today is fashion and the biosphere. We're going to talk about regenerative materials and innovations. And the main question is, how can we restore biodiversity and reverse global warming? So heavy topic. We will start off with an open speech by Professor Dr. Michael Braungard. He is the godfather of cradle-to-cradle design concept. And he will give us an open speech about regenerative transformation um he's not he can't be here today but we will have him speak live for us good morning i'm really thrilled to talk to you because fashion is really important it more than half of all the wastewater problems in industry globally are connected to textiles one third of all the chemicals which are made by the chemical industry are used in textiles so you definitely are important and not only that basically textiles uh, fashion is nothing else than human packaging so what we can learn for packaging of humans we can learn for secondary packaging like buildings we can learn for food packaging etc like that so this is real key but on the other side it's important because we can learn it's not about efficiency 
it's not about optimizing the existing things. Yeah. Like a cherry tree in spring is not efficient, but highly effective. So fashion is effective, not efficient. So for efficiency, you can just work with any criminal, make it 10% cheaper, lighter, uh, yeah, faster. But for innovation, you need trust and duty. We now can use 40 years of blaming and shaming as an innovation opportunity, uh, which means it's not about sustainability. Uh, if I ask yourself, how is your relationship with your boyfriend, what you say is sustainable, then I'm really sorry for you. Uh, innovation is never sustainable, otherwise it's no innovation. We want to see sustainability for the biosphere. We want to see lions and tigers, and we want to see uh, oak trees and birches in 500 years as well. But we don't want to see the same furniture. We don't want to see the same uh, clothing. We want to do innovation, and this is never sustainable. Like the mobile phone was never sustainable for the ones who who did stationary science before. So let's talk about how we can use this blame and shame as innovation opportunity. And it's not about 1,000 days, which we have. It's a much longer perspective. Right now, we have carbon dioxide concentrations in the atmosphere, which are 420 ppm, which are 420 parts per million molecules of, of air. And we, have, and we need to come down to 280, yeah, which we had in 1900. We need to take it out of the atmosphere. So what do you think if we have the next fashion week and we are presenting the first apparel, the first textile, which is designed out of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere? We need to get it out. Yeah. So it's not about climate neutral. Yeah. Berlin wants to be climate neutral in 2040. But think about you come home and you tell your parents that you're parent neutral today or that you are child neutral today. Yeah. Don't you want to be good to your child? Or you meet your boyfriend and say, oh, I'm boyfriend neutral today. Yeah. How sick. Yeah. So don't you want to be good yeah. for, for the environment? Don't you want to be support the other species? For being less bad, we are too many people on this planet. No tree is climate neutral. So do you want to be more stupid than a tree? A tree is good for the climate. So let's make a tree. In 10 years, we will only use fabrics which are made out of carbon dioxide. We can do so. The sim most simple uh, uh, polymers are polycarbonates, yeah? and the which are just the polyesters of uh, carbon dioxide. So let's talk about how can we support the other species. And this means trans being transparent, like Magda Magdalena said, and, and, and uh, trust, you know, trust and transparency are key for that. When I invite you for dinner, I don't tell you it's free of chicken. I tell you what's in there. Yeah? So I give you the recipe for that. And this is what we need to do for the whole industry. We need even this, the tiny little molecules of, uh, of antioxidants, of UV stabilizers, need to be defined positively. I'm a chemist and a chemical engineer with my background. So like somebody said, uh, if you have a hammer... Uh, Everything looks like a nail. To me, first, it's a material. Yeah. So I'm just like Madonna would say, I'm basically the material boy for fashion designers. So I would love to deck you up with the right and healthy materials. And, and, you, in, and in the whole in organization team, you will find Friederike van Wedel. Yeah, she has been pioneering with her beneficial design institute, the idea of regenerative design. 
So it's not about minimizing our footprint. So you can you can cut off your toe, whatever, to reduce your footprint. Uh, for example, uh, you can eat oysters. Yeah, uh, yeah. So when you eat one oyster, you, you eat immediately one thousand five hundred particles of microplastic, one third from textiles, yeah, which we find in the North Sea. So if you eat enough oysters, we can get microplastic back out of uh, out of the oceans. This is quite uh, strong regenerative, but you really want to be like that? Don't, why don't we agree, hey, in 10 years, we will not make any textile which causes unhealthy abrasion. The, the concentrations of, of microplastic, which we have in our brain, yeah, already leads to behavior cha- changes in animals. Okay, we have a little more brain, so it's more dilution of microplastic. But we need to make sure that the textile industry, the abrasion is designed to go to the biosphere that we generate healthy plastic, healthy, healthy microplastic uh, plankton, where uh, bacteria and algae can be absorbed by this. So let's talk about that we are not protecting the environment when we are trying to be a little less bad. Let's talk about that Berlin wants to be climate positive, not climate neutral. Let's talk about how to become native to this planet. We need to learn to support the other species. Uh, this is it's difficult for us because we think we are evil. Yeah. So I think let's say the majority of you, when you can afford it, you buy organic food, isn't it? Yeah. So if you have choices, you you prefer organic. Yeah. But I can tell you that's one of the saddest things which I know. Uh, there is not one organic label, no Demeter, no Nature Progrès, or what it is which allows that my own feces can go back. Yeah. I have to pick up every day two grams of phosphate and I have to release it to the environment. Otherwise, I cannot have bones, I cannot have teeth, I can store energy in my body. So I need to pick up phosphate, and phosphate is far more rare than oil, and I need to release it to the environment. But there is not one organic label which allows that we can, uh, can use our own nutrients. So I would really like to talk to you how to make uh, uh, to make uh, textiles out of human shit. Yeah. So let's talk about holy shit. Yeah. And really make sure that we get human excrements back, and we can make beautiful things out of it. We can make, for example, nylon out of out, out of pee. Yeah. So the motto needs to be give pee a chance. Yeah. So it's not about minimizing, reducing, avoiding. Uh, I learned it when I was working in China for two two years. Uh, when you're invited for dinner in the countryside, yeah, till people expect you after dinner that you stay till you use the toilet. It's fun. It's it's unfriendly to leave and to take nutrients with you, because you're invited for dinner, not for stealing nutrients. It now the thinking now becomes mainstream. Yeah, there was a, a big concert over many days in the Tempelhof uh, two weeks ago, and. And there, uh, cradle to cradle communities, there is an NGO, cradle to cradle, in Berlin with a lot of young people, and it, and it lacks still fashion designers there. Um, uh, but there are famous actors and and uh, and uh, and designers parts of it as well. Uh, but we, we collected all the pee of all the people uh, there because we are people, basically, yeah. So uh, to 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 reuse phosphate because this is really key for survival of humankind that we get phosphate back. 
and it was the whole the Ärzte concert you know, with one evening I was there last Sunday, uh, Sunday for two weeks ago, uh, uh, one week ago. You know, last uh, we collected all the pee of sixty thousand people, and we recovered it. So this is regeneration, and I really want to encourage you to be good and not less bad. I don't want to see microplastic in the oceans, which comes from textile anymore. So this microplastic, when it comes from textiles, need to be beneficial microplastic, like like uh, uh, yeah, like uh, plastic which you use for surgeries, which can stay in your body and gets gets uh, biologically uh, absorbed and degraded in the longer term. So. We are not protecting the environment if we try to be a little less bad. We talk about, please, we protect the environment by reducing our water consumption, our energy bill, our waste production. But we are not protecting. We are only minimizing damage. It would be the same if I'd say, oh, I'm protecting my child. I beat my child only five times instead of ten times. Or my boyfriend. Yeah. It's not protecting. It's only minimizing destruction. And for that, we are too many. So let's talk about how can we be good for this planet. The biomass of ants is at least uh, four times bigger than of human beings. The, the biomass of ants equals about 30 billion people. So we are not too many. We are just too stupid. Our stuff is not really good enough. And be aware that fashion design means that we can be good for this planet. We, we, we can make textiles in Bangladesh, where Friederike von Wedel was involved as well, where the, the wastewater is so good that it can be used directly for irrigation. So it's not environmental protection is not to build a, a sewage treatment system. Environmental protection is not to need a, a sewage treatment system because our ingredients are designed to go to the biosphere. Textiles, apparel, fashion is designed to go to the biosphere. It needs to go, and so it's not about collecting plastic waste like I saw this morning on TV as a new innovation and make textiles out of it. Even this is called upcycling, which is a massive abuse of our term of upcycling. Now it's about really rethinking from the beginning. It's not a reduce, reuse, recycle. It's about rethink, reinvent, redesign. Cradle to cradle makes designers far more important yeah, because they matter. Yeah, they are really relevant. And because it, they are not just beautifying things, they are really designing things. We can learn a lot from Vivian Westwood. We can learn from Stella McCartney. But they are still into this reducing, avoiding, minimizing. Traditional sustainability makes your customer your enemy. It says if you don't buy it, it's even better. Do you really need it? Now we need to say, where do we want to be in 10 years? When we only make polymers out of carbon dioxide in 10 years, the more you buy it, the quicker we can change. This is where our customers become change agents. So it's not about guilt management. It's about celebrating human footprint, looking at people and seeing them, them as an opportunity for the planet, not as a burden. When people are treated like an opportunity for the planet, they behave like an opportunity. So welcome to, to this uh, fashion platform. And I'm glad and thank you very much that you gave me the first talk. So good luck for your whole event. Hey, people. Did you enjoy listening to Michael Braungart's speech? 
I mean, I think he's sometimes really uh, funny to listen to. And this is also why I like to listen to him. But as well, of course, that he has uh, such a visionary mind. He's actually setting the right perspectives. Sometimes I'm actually also quite a bit lost. I don't know how you feel outside here listening to him. But what about you, Max? Well, I mean, he is the godfather of Cradle to Cradle. So, I mean, he, he has decades of, of experience um, and, and uh, thinking. And I think it's it's important to listen to him, but it's also okay to be confused. Um, and I'm too. But that's maybe part of the inspiration. And I mean, it's it's kind of creating questions. And uh, one of these questions is also, yeah, how do we actually innovate? I mean, how can fashion become this more positive industry? And that's obviously not a question that can be answered easy, but it's for, for everybody now. Yeah, this is a real important question, how we can actually innovate. And this is also a question where you can actually think about also, uh, every one of you listening out there, like how can you innovate in your work field or in your way of thinking? And But it's also a question what we are asking ourselves, how we can innovate ourselves and how we actually become beneficial to, to the world. Yeah. This, is like a, this is the ground question every one of us can actually ask themselves yeah. himself herself and i think also i mean what came through is it's it is a mix it needs to be a mix of technology innovation and cultural innovation at the end of the day because um, just the technology won't bring the solution we as people need to evolve also yeah technology is also having an impact and uh, i'm also pretty happy that we are not only having visionary minds in our uh, summit talking here also in the podcast but also very practical solution providers and two of them we have invited for our next episode and they will uh, present their solutions very practical solutions tackling microplastics what he was also pref uh, referring to michael Braungard, and uh, fur Yes, very excited. Um, who would know that one can grow fur in a lab? We'll learn more about that in the next episode. So stay tuned and listen to the 202030 podcast. And check out 202030 Summit on Instagram or LinkedIn. And of course, please read the show notes. Further information you will find there. Mm -hmm.